Hello, and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. Whether you are a member of our church family, either in person or online, or just checking us out for the first time, we believe that you belong here at New Hope Church, and we hope that this message speaks to you today. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv, and we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. All right, all right. I want to say uh, welcome and Merry Christmas, everybody, at all of our campuses, 288 campus, Friendswood campus, Alvin campus, Webster campus, and everybody who's joining us online. And if you are joining us online from up north where it's very cold, I just want you to know something. It's very cold here, too. It's very cold. <laughs> I'm joking. It is 80 degrees outside, and I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a fake sweater so that I can at least feel like it's Christmas time. But uh, glad you're here today. And... Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. I am. This is cool. Uh, before I get to our sermon, just let me, let me tell you guys, I love this church family, and I'm proud of you. And the reason I say that is because I love this church family, and I'm proud of you. That's one reason. It's true. But also because I know that some of you have endured so much in the past little bit. In fact, the past couple of years, it feels like life has become almost an endurance event where difficulties just line up one after the other and try to knock us down. But I got good news for you. You're still going. And you're in church on Christmas Eve and you've kept the faith. And best news of all, Jesus is still on the throne. Amen to that. Jesus is still on the throne. So I just want you to be encouraged today, church. Um, Obviously, you, you're well aware that tomorrow's a very, very special day, and it's special for all kinds of reasons, not just for the fact that after tomorrow, there won't be any Hallmark Christmas movies on for at least three months. That's a good thing. But, uh, oh, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, but uh, tomorrow, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our Savior, and, and you talk about a wonderful celebration, and I hope that you do get to celebrate tomorrow. And thank you for celebrating with us today. But uh, we've been in this series ramping up to Christmas called Christmas Music, where we've been using the music of Christmas. We've been talking about it as a way to get into the text and study the, the story of Jesus coming to this earth. And so some of the songs we've investigated have had great backstories to them. Uh, today is no exception. In fact, the song I just want to use as a reference point today to begin was written as a poem in Austria in the year 1816. And 1816 was the year after the devastating Napoleonic Wars had ended. Uh, Austria was trying to regain its footing, as were a lot of countries in that part of the world. <clears throat> Then that same year, 1816, there was no summer. It was the year without summer. Uh, the sun didn't shine. It never really warmed up. There was, because of that, widespread crop failure and then famine in the land. And no one knew why at that time. Now, we know why. Today, we know that a volcano had erupted on a remote island, sent volcanic ash up into the atmosphere, the effects of which were felt even here in the United States. But uh, all that to say, it was just one difficulty after another after another for these poor people. Then you get to Christmas Eve, 1818. And it feels like, man, maybe there can be a little bit of hope and, and people were going to gather at their Christmas Eve services and these people who had been through so much and been so stressed out and so beaten down. But then there was a problem at St. Nicholas Church in uh, Salisbury or Salzburg, uh, Austria. 
they had a problem, and the problem was this. The organ that they used for their services, you know what an organ is, right? They used this for their services to play their music. It was broken. It was broken. It was said that a, a recent flood had damaged it beyond repair, at least at that point, and so it was broken for the Christmas Eve services, and you can kind of see the proximity. This is the church over here. You can see it, the proximity with the, with the river right here. This river spilled its banks on more than one occasion, damaging the church. In fact, in the early 1900s, it so flooded so much and damaged the church so much that they made the decision just to demolish the church, which is why this old picture is the best picture that I could find. In its place, they put a small, and when I say small, I mean small, small little chapel. I'm talking there are three maybe or four rows, maybe, I don't know, not, not very many rows. And, and then you're at the front of the room. But the reason that they built this small chapel was uh, not to mark the spot of the church, but really it's all about the song, where this song that I'm going to clue you in on in just a moment, where it was first sung all the way back in 1818. So if you go to, uh, to Austria someday and you're looking for the church, you won't find the church, but you will find the small chapel. Now back to 1818, okay? <clears throat> the presiding priest, whose name was Joseph Moore, faced the possibility of a Christmas Eve with no music. No organ, so no music. So he took this poem that he had written two years before, and he asked the, uh, the, the organist at the church, Franz Gruber was his name, Franz Gruber, to put the poem to music using his guitar. And on Christmas Eve, 1818, this song was introduced to the church family and also to the world for the very first time. And since that moment, 203 years ago tonight, this song has been part of the Christmas Eve services of churches all around the world. It's been recorded by many different recording artists, including my favorite when it gets to be Christmas time, Bing Crosby. Any Bing fans in the house today? Any Bing fans? I, yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but when I sing, I sound like Bing. I, uh, obviously, you've never heard me if you believe that, but... Uh, Anyway, he, reco he recorded the song as a single in 1935, and it sold more than 10 million copies. And for the young folks in, in the house with us today at our campuses, uh, that, that doesn't sound like much. Um, but this was back in the day when you couldn't just get a song on your phone in four seconds. You had to actually get up, and you had to, you had to go to the store, and you had to pick it out and walk to the counter and pay for it that way. And, over 10 million of these little discs with this song on it were sold, which makes it pretty amazing, doesn't it? And there are many beloved Christmas songs, but this one might be the most beloved when people gather together like we are today on Christmas Eve. And uh, as I planned out our series, the series Christmas Music, and looked at the different songs that we could talk about or we could use as a reference point, there was never a doubt in my mind that the song that I would reference today would be this song. Ever since we started having Christmas Eve services as a church, which was actually Christmas Eve 1998 in our building in, on 1128 in West Pearland. That's the first building that this church ever had, this church family, and it had been a long time coming, eight, eight nine years before we got into that, maybe 10 years, nine years before we got into that building. 
and our first building in schools and strip malls before that. Finally got into that 10,000 square foot uh, metal building and uh, had Christmas Eve service and we sang this song and we've been singing it every year since then. It's special to a lot of people. It's very special to this church and some of you have already guessed what it is. Silent night. Silent night. Special for all kinds of reasons, but this is the one I don't want you to miss today. Silent Night was put to music and sung for the very first time after the people had gone through very, very difficult years. And then on a stressful Christmas Eve when there was not going to be any music, what are we going to do? This is when this song came into being. And uh, I'm just saying this right now because it feels so appropriate after We've spent a couple of years going through some junk. And I'm talking about our nation, I'm talking about our world, I'm talking about some folks in our church family. We've had people in our church family who've gone through loss, who've lost jobs and family members and suffered loss during the big freeze last year. I mean, it's just been like one hit after another and, and some of you are still feeling those effects right now. And I thought, you know what? We always sing this song on Christmas Eve, but this, the story behind it with these people who had gone through so much and then they gathered and got to sing this song for the first time that makes it even more special. I think on uh, this day, the song says, and if you know it, you know this, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child. I have a confession to make. Uh, the entire time I was growing up as a kid, I didn't know what they meant by round yon virgin. I literally thought they were talking about Mary's shape. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not a smart man. Uh, <laughs> anybody else think that? Okay, no one. Good. Uh, it was just me. Um, but what it means, if you don't know, is around Yawn is in yonder. Yawn is an antiquated word, which means over there. Okay, so around, over there. If you're looking for heavenly peace, see? Holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. If you want heavenly peace, it may not be where you are if you're in the wrong place. And by the wrong place, I mean you're not around Jesus. He says, uh, as he wrote this poem, he said, the, the place where you find peace is in the presence of Jesus. Maybe you know Travis Tritt. He's a country singer, and he started off like many country singers do, singing in bars. And I don't know if you know this about bars, but people drink in bars, and and uh, some of them drink a lot, and uh, then they get into fights. And he said, whenever it happened on a regular basis, he said, but whenever he was playing in one of those locations and a fight would break out, he said, whatever song he was singing, he would just stop, and uh, on his guitar by himself, he would just start singing. Silent night. <laughs> and he said, all of a sudden, heavenly peace would break out in the room. And that's funny and ironic at the same time, but it's, it's true that heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it. Heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night. Shepherds quake at the sight. 
glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly hosts sing, Alleluia, Christ the Savior is born. Now, these lyrics are a bit of an irony because we're talking about silent night. It's so silent. And then, and then it's angel choir, not so silent, right? And, and it's heavenly, heavenly peace. But then it's shepherds quaking. <laughs> you got these different things going on. Where, where does this come from? It comes right out of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 has these same ironies. And let's just start at verse 10. It says, the angel said to the shepherds, because they were quaking, he said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will, bring, that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You're going to find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. There it is again, peace, peace, heavenly peace, good news that will bring great joy and peace. Now the shepherds, yes, they were quaking, but once they got the message about Jesus and they moved round yon, they went to where Jesus was. It brought them incredible peace. And I think this is especially important to us on Christmas Eve 2021, when so much has happened over the past couple of years and all that's currently going on, there's the potential that we might have some folks with us today who are doing a little quaking of your own. But I want you to get this today. This message of heavenly peace, if you, if you, if you move to Jesus, you can find heavenly peace. In fact, in the, listen, in the middle of your difficult time, in the middle of your uncertainty, in the, in the middle of the turmoil that you might be in, you can still find heavenly peace. I say that because heavenly peace is often found where you least expect it. And let, let me explain, I think, one of the most interesting parts about the story of this song's origin the very first performance of Silent Night in St. Nicholas Church in Austria back in 1818 did not happen during the Christmas Eve service. It happened on Christmas Eve, but not in the Christmas Eve service. Here's why. The guitar was not an approved instrument for use in church. So they couldn't use it during the mass. Organ was broken, no music. So they ended the service. Don't ask me how they did it. They, I don't know. They prayed or they said, we're done. I don't know for sure how they ended the service, but the service is done. And then the dude gets his guitar. And he says, and before you leave, I would like for you to join me in a song. And that was the first time the silent night was played. It was the first time it was heard. And then it spread around the world like wildfire. Now, how did it spread so quickly? Well, it got a good start. There were two singing families. Think if you've seen The Sound of Music, the Von Trapp family singers. There were two different families, um, the Strasser family and the, the Rainers family, and they took the song on the road. They enjoyed it so much, they took it on the road, and people fell in love with it. 
And by the turn of the 20th century, the song had been translated into 140 different languages. And it had become one of the most popular Christmas songs in the entire world. My favorite true story about this song took place on Christmas Eve, 1914. This is World War I is going on. And you talk about a time when there was no peace. By December of that year, the war had been going for, it feels like it would just be five short months. You could say it that way, five short months, but they were long months. And here's why I say that. Because in five months, over a million soldiers had died in this war. It was a terrible world war. The world was at war. A particular battle broke out between the Germans and the Brits, and they were in the trenches. It was trench warfare in that day, and they were literally just like yards from each other, and they had been going at it, trying to kill each other for five days straight, trying to annihilate the opposition. And then on Christmas Eve, about 8.30 in the evening, they say, something amazing happened. The shooting stopped. And then, watch this. True story. And uh, if you don't believe me, you don't, if you don't believe the pastor, you can Google it when you get home. But uh, that particular commercial was made by a chocolate company. But it is actual history. And they probably did exchange some chocolate too. So we'll give them that. But uh, they said they did exchange gifts. And you think about it. On that Christmas Eve, when they were singing Silent Night, it wasn't their politics it wasn't their personal safety. It wasn't their well-being that would dictate their decision to crawl out of their trenches the next morning on Christmas and gather for a time of fellowship and celebration. What was it? Here's what it was. They agreed on one thing. Jesus. Jesus. Let me tell you what our world needs right now. Jesus. Somebody say amen. Jesus. Our world needs Jesus right now, big time. The Prince of Peace. One of the soldiers who was interviewed years later said, I didn't want it to end. He said it, it was such a relief. And then he finished that sentence by saying, it was like heaven. It was like heaven. Think about that. Heaven? In a, in a war? Yes. Heavenly peace. Heavenly peace often shows up where you would least expect it. Sometimes on the battlefield. Sometimes in a hospital room. Sometimes it's after the service is over. But heavenly peace can be found just about anywhere because heavenly peace is found when we meet Jesus. Round yawn, you know, when we come to him. And uh, if you have not made the decision to come to Jesus, I'm going to urge you during our time here when we light our candle and 
sing this song together. I want to urge you to open your heart to him. You know, the reason that there's a Christmas in the first place is because God loved you so much he didn't want to watch you just die in your sins. So he sent his only begotten son to this world to take the penalty for your sins. And if you want your sins forgiven, if you want a place in heaven, all you got to do is put your faith in Jesus and what he's done for you. And if you have not done that, if you have not come to Jesus, then in this song, in your heart, come to him today and experience heavenly peace. I want you to take out your candle right now and we're going to do what we've done every year since 1998 as a church family. We're going to sing Silent Night, sleep in heavenly peace, and I, I hope that today you'll have that heavenly peace. Let's sing together. If you enjoyed the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.